When it comes to marketing online as a spiritual entrepreneur, how do you generate leads in a way that feels good, in a way that feels aligned, in a way that feels authentic? That's what we talk about here. Now, what you're about to tune into is video number two of three. Video two of a group project that we ran with 50 entrepreneurs, all about how to generate leads, how to generate sales and, and engagement online in a way that's your heart's calling. So call number one will be in the description if you haven't checked that out. And that's when we dive into all of the foundational stuff, everything you have at your disposal and how to use really what's at your advantage right now. Call number two, that what you're about to tune into, goes into more of the specifics. Goes in more of the specifics, the more of the how-to, more of the strategy of how to implement this in your business. So that's what you're gonna learn. Number one is more of the tactics, more of the tools, more of the strategies. Two, how to really know what to say and what to check out for before you send anyone any personal messages. And three, I'm gonna give you some templates, just some chop and change things that you can make yourself, make, make it more authentic to you. But I'm gonna give you some examples of what you can do when you're reaching out to someone, sending the first personal messages, whether they're in your audience or whether it's a cold outreach, so that it feels authentic, so that you can start generating leads, generating an audience in a way that feels aligned for you. So yes, it's here and in the serving circle where you help elevate consciousness through spiritual business success. So if you're a spiritual entrepreneur, feel free to support the content, subscribe, and I'll see you in the Serving Circle Facebook group where you can start collaborating with your soul tribe. Let's dive into the episode. Hello and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name's Tyson Sharp, and if it's also your mission to heighten consciousness, yes, you are a light worker. And it's in this podcast where you execute that heart's mission by integrating your spiritual and business growth. This is what I call stepping into the role of the heart-centered CEO. This is the version of you who knows the numbers, you know how to grow an audience, you know how to create more impact and more income, but every business strategy is done through the filter of love, compassion, consciousness, and contribution. So when you're ready, take a deep breath, and I'll see you on the inside. Here we go, underway, call number two. What do I want to say before I bring up the slides? First of all, let's repeat this for anyone who's watching the recording. We're going to go over some more how-tos. We're going to go over some things that are going to allow some more practical strategies, some tools, some tactics. So when you're asking yourself the question of, how do I use this? How do I know that I'm doing the things that are the most effective? for achieving my business outcomes. Now, aid of warning, whenever we go into a how-to, who's caught themselves in their mind in this slippery slope with the question of, how do I do this right? If only I had the right answer, right? If only I could figure this out. This is the word of warning. This is the, the level of awareness we want to have because whenever we learn how to a tactical and strategy, our mind slips into that, into that pathway and that's something to be mindful of. Your mind will want to go there. Your mind will want to go to, oh, as long as I know the right answer and how do I do this without failing and how do I stop making mistakes? 
This is where Gilberto leads the way with curiosity and says, hey, instead of my mind saying, what's the right way? How about we ask ourselves the question of, how do I use this in a resourceful manner? How can I bring, when I say that, I say, what can I bring in terms of my internal resourcefulness, my internal resources of playfulness or fun or passion or goofiness, whatever it is, whatever resources exist within you. Because whenever we apply something like this, whenever we start implementing something like this, it's not about perfection. It's about practice and progress. It's the only way. It's practice and progress. If you are trying to learn a how-to and trying to get it right straight off the bat, you've got to ask, is there any fear there? Is there fear? Is there fear in saying, holy shit, I can't get this wrong because then I'm a failure because then everyone will look at me and disapprove of me and then I'll end up alone and then I can't pay my bills, therefore my house is going to burn down or whatever, whatever fears your mind goes to. So if you're ready to be open-minded, if you're ready to apply strategies in a more creative, curious, playful way, then I'll start my slides. If not, we're not starting the slides. So who's ready to be resourceful? Okay, cool. I'm assuming everyone who's off camera is raising their hand as well. Thanks, Gilberto, for jumping on the camera and raising your hand. Appreciate it. All right. This is day two. Day two of three. And one second. All right. So did we enjoy day one? How did we go with our meditations? How did we go with our accountability partners? All the fun stuff. Once again, if you don't have an accountability partner, go to the group chat and have do a heart emoji. The heart emoji means... I'm available for a accountability partner. And then you can match up with other people. If you don't have an accountability partner and we have odd numbers for whatever reason, reach out to me. I'll be your accountability partner because we're going to need them, especially after today. So hopefully many of you have got some answers to the key questions we had last time. You're starting to be more mindful of how you can apply this in your business of who you can reach out to, of how many people you'll need to reach out to to reach your, your goals, where you can reach them online, and you're starting to see this thing in your hand as a golden opportunity. This is an, a source of endless opportunity, endless leads, collaborations, fun, friends. That's just what it is. And... Many of you may have meditated. Who here took some time to sit in silence? Well done. Well done. Out of the three years that, that my business has really started to take off and the groups really started growing, the number one thing I've focused on more than anything is feel fully. Anyone ask me, what's the secret? I say, you're not going to believe it. And they say, try me. I said, Feel your goddamn feelings. <laughs> Feel your feelings. 
secret of life. Who would have thought? But the more you can meditate and heal a lot of these inner wounds, a lot of inner patterns, what flows through is just such a such a grace that allows your business to expand as your soul does. So the more you take up that meditation, the more you uh, the more you'll see the tangible results start to shift outside of you as a byproduct of that. So that was exciting. I'll give a bit of a recap here. This is the same slide as last time, but just as a reminder for anyone who might have snuck in but didn't view the uh, the first call, this is the group project for spiritual entrepreneurs who are looking to achieve a consistent flow of clients. And that means a minimum of 20 leads. So leads are the people in your network who are reaching out to you or you're reaching out to them and they are a perfect fit for your program and they're interested. They're interested in wanting to be part of your paid offers. That's what it's all about. And we're doing this using social media and we talked all about why personal messages can be used in that, in that strategy. And above all else, what would it be like to have the confidence, the certainty that you have a marketing system in place? Whether you execute it or not, it's up to you. But just the confidence and the certainty knowing if I implement this and if I do this type of outreach, if I do this type of work, it's going to lead to this type of outcome. And we're going to talk more about that today as well. So that's just a good reminder. So what we did last time, why personal messages are so important. We talked about the fear jar, right? So understanding your fears, your judgments, your attachments, and where you're in resistance. This is where your meditation came into it. Meditation is all about processing those uncomfortable emotions, those patterns that are ready to be seen, those sides of you that are ready to be seen. So that healing can be brought into your business. We focus on your action items, which are those key questions, which I'm assuming many of you took the time to do and to come up with some resourceful answers and to pair up with your buddies. And so that's going to be important moving forward. So who had some uncomfortable emotions come up in their meditations? Hands up. Great. It's a very, very good sign. Me too. This morning, I woke up and there was a bunch of sadness. <laughs> and I just sat for an hour before my run, decided to sit with it, hold a loving safe space for it, and recognize that all these emotions are coming up because they're coming out. They're coming up because they're leaving. It's just you're peeling back layers of the onion so you can get closer and closer to that core wound, which is ready to be seen and healed. Even before this call, I'm just sitting in sadness and being completely okay with it, just sending it love, allowing whatever it needs to do. Right. So if you see a few tears as I do this call, we welcome all of it. So that's a good old recap. What you can expect today, we're going to go more into the how-tos little bit more of the specifics a little more of the tangible actionable strategies we're going to go into what to have in mind before you send anything before you send any messages and some templates some messages some examples that you can send as a little, as your introduction and then of course how to implement this so show of hands let me, let me stop sharing for a moment so I can see everyone. Show of hands. Who has done 
um, the online course, the uh, out the outreach with outcomes module. Has has many people checked that out? It's cool if you haven't, because we're going to go over some stuff now. Cool. Some of you may have the you all have access to the full online course. In that online course is a module which is called Outreach with Outcomes. And that module will go into more specifics. But I've grabbed a bunch of slides from that um, pro, from that online module. We're going to talk about them here just so you have the a little bit of a rough draft, a little bit of the, the key components that matter most. And then at the end, we can go in more specifics in terms of your questions and just more more examples so you can jump on if you have questions say hey this is my niche this is where my audience is what are some examples of messages i can send then we can brainstorm together and we can say hey this is what you can send this is why and you know this is where this is where it may lead you let's see what else i have here so yes we also as i just described before need to understand what's in the way here we always need it we can anticipate what's going to get in the way as we learn some of this stuff. There's going to be fear, doubt, and worry, of course. There's going to be confusion of the how. This is what generally comes up. So I'll remind you, fear is a good sign. If you're confused, if you're fearful, if you're worried, if you're feeling anxious, if some things inside you are freaking out, it's a good sign very good sign and the reason being is because these are the patterns that are coming up to be seen because they're leaving another way of saying this is your heart's calling you to something outside your comfort zone because that's where your expansion and growth is and this type of exercise content this type of program is getting you to that edge and now in order to take that leap you have to heal what needs to be healed see what needs to be seen and therefore become the version of you capable of taking the leap. Let me give an example. If you have fear that if I reach out to a bunch of people, I may, uh, I may insult them, I may be annoying, they may see me in an unfavorable light. Now the question is to become that version of you who's capable of doing the outreach necessary to making the impact that you're here to create, wouldn't it make sense that you would need to heal the inner wound that says who and what I am is the opinions of other people? Now, this is one example. But I can guarantee you, by working with hundreds of business owners and coaching them one-on-one -on -one and doing this work deeply, I've seen the pattern that every single thing coming up within you is something that's there to be healed because at some level it's helping you strengthen the version of you capable of achieving what you're here to achieve. So it's a very, very good sign if you're feeling a lot of fears, doubts, worries, concerns, hold space for it. And this is the, this is the safe space where we welcome all emotions and we feel fully and that's the reason because we know it's part of your spiritual and personal development. And of course, 
What's in the way is the mind saying, how the hell do I do this? Well, we're going to cover this. We're going to cover more details and I'll answer questions at the end so it can be specifically targeted towards you as well. And of course, you'll start to see an opportunity. There's many, many opportunities here. Here's one that I really encourage you to grab with both hands. And the opportunity is to focus on what matters most. I have a lot of people reach out to me wanting uh, advice and tips and tools and that sort of thing in growing their business. They have a look at the serving circle and they have a look at my content and my podcast and they, and they reach out and they say, how are you doing all this and how are you getting these results? And then I, I dive into you know some, some ideas and questions and then I ask them and I say, oh, what is it that you're doing? What are the outcomes? What are the goals? What are the results? And the things that they're doing, the things that they're spending most of their time doing, it does not have the outcome in mind. If you have an outcome of revenue, of, of audience growth, of clients, number of clients, my question is the things that you're doing throughout the day, is that, is that leading to the outcome? Is it the most effective amount of your time to lead to the outcome? So I'll ask them, they're like, oh, I want uh, you know, six, 10, 12, 20 clients. And I'm like, okay, cool. How many, uh, how many enrollment conversations have you had? Or are you planning to have? How many conversations like that have you been having? I'm sure you know what the answer is. It's, it's generally not many. And it brings up a lot of fear, which is great. But it helps them understand, okay, if I'm to get more and more clients, wouldn't it make sense that I get on more calls and have more enrollment conversations? Now, of course, there is the balance. You don't want to jump on every, every uh, call and just start pitching yourself. But you can do this in an effective manner. But it, it, it guides you to the question of, are my activities the best use of my time given my outcomes? So, for example, when I go for a run in the morning, I do like 4, 4K run. I used to do 20K runs. Now I do 4K runs. Why is that? My outcome is not training for a half marathon anymore. Been there and done that. It's not my outcome anymore. My outcome is to stay healthy, stay fit, stay focused, stay clear. So when I go for a run, it's now towards my outcome. It's been in the last month or so where I do a lot of, I do gym work a lot my, my whole life. Now I'm starting to put on uh, more muscle. It's about two months ago, I'm like, I'm going to start putting on more muscle. I'm going to start using that as a, as a goal. Because I've never really had a gym goal before. I'm like, oh, it's, it feels in my expansion to do that. So therefore, now when I eat or train or do something, it's towards that. It's towards that outcome. Now in your business, if you have a revenue goal and you have an impact goal of the amount of clients you want to have, people you want to reach, difference you want to make, are the activities you're doing leading to that? 
to something to think about. I thought this was pretty funny. I put this as an example that people can spend three hours fit, trying to fit a star in their logo. You know, they're trying to do these pretty things on their website and it spends five hours trying to do that and then they're not happy with the result. And then they they struggle to launch their business. They're like, well, my website's not perfect yet. That's just an example. But there are some things you can do that are about 20% of the activities that lead to about 80% of the results. And that's what we're going to start to cover. So the more you spend time focusing on what, what matters most, the more results you're going to see. Is that landing with anyone? Is that resonating? Cool. So that's the one outcome. The, the, the one real shift. Have your outcomes, have your activities become more outcome focused. If you have an outcome and you say, is this activity helping me guide that outcome? Now, this is more, this can be more linear, more masculine focused. But hey, what if your outcomes to feel more peace today? What if your outcomes to feel more in flow today? I've had outcomes where my where it's to it's to be more in flow and be more in my feminine and I don't schedule anything. Oh, that's my outcome. My outcomes to feel in flow, to feel creative, to feel passionate, to feel grateful. That's my if that's my outcome in terms of an internal outcome, then my my questions are what am I doing here that's helping me feel grateful? Helping me be in flow, helping me be in, you know, a state of uh, creativity. Now, here's what might be a bit triggering for some people, which is awesome. It's not my job to make this comfortable. But many people are avoiding stepping into the role that their business needs. What's the role? your business needs. If you see your business as an entity, if you see your business as something that's an energy in and of itself, what's the version of you that you need to step into? What's the role you need to step into that that business needs? And if you're not doing that, you have to think, what's the emotion I'm avoiding? What's the emotion I'm avoiding by not stepping into that role that my business needs? Is it to be more bold, courageous, more influential, more passionate, more determined? Really think about that. What's that role you need to step into? You know at some level you have to step into if your business is to go to where you want it. Now there is a blend here. There is a blend of more the masculine, the activities, the structure, and also the feminine in terms of the energy, the energy of this. But here's what I found. Many people are sticking to their energetics and they're, they're sticking to trying to stay in alignment because they're so fearful of their masculine. They're so fearful of dedicating themselves to a goal. And in order to expand not only the way you evolve 
spiritually and personally, but also for your business, is for you to also follow what feels most exciting, but also most scary. If it's scary for you to set a goal and be determined and be resourceful to create that, there's parts of your soul there to reclaim. So this is also a question of energy and alignment. But you have to ask yourself the question, are you, trying to, are you overdeveloped in trying to stay aligned and trying to stay in flow where you've missed? Where am I being expanded to that's also scary? What sides of me am I avoiding? And if you explore that, is that going to help you become more whole? Let me stop there and see, if, does anyone have any questions? Feel free to unmute yourself if people have any questions about that. Does this make sense? Yeah, so it's um, Trish here. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm kind of the opposite. <laughs> so yes. I've got zero, zero issue with the masculine yes. um, and, and needing to shift more over into, so do you have thoughts on the shifting more into the um, aligned feminine? Because I'll just sit and I'll literally pound stuff out like for five hours. Yep. It's all value add. It's all hitting objective. But then at the end of the day, I'm like, ooh, ooh, I didn't take the time to be careful about what I was sending out into the ethernet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? So, so the, the question remains, uh, the, que the, the same question is here. Whatever feels expansive to follow that, but also whatever feels scary. So for many people, it's going outside of the structure, outside of the hard work, outside of the hustle that is scary that's unknown, mm. right? So it's if there's animation there, if there's some fear there, if there's some, uh, you know, if, if, if that feels like there's something there to reclaim, then that's something to also follow. So some people may have an overdeveloped masculine, some people may have an overdeveloped feminine. It's always going to be in your expansion to focus on growing and expanding that which is uh, basically your, your, your avoided self, you know, your disowned, the disowned side of you. I talked a little bit about this in the, at the, on the last call after the presentation, so people can go watch that as well. Um, how are we going for time? Because we've got a lot of stuff to get through. All right, let's power through this. More of the hows. Uh, what we're going to go into is your intention. There's a couple things here that you need to be mindful of when we're going into sending personal messages. One is your intention. When you have your in, you, when you have your intention, this is the energy that you send. So there's there's four sort of eyes that we're going to focus on here. Uh, we're going to focus on your intention here, as well as your introduction. Your introduction is what you can say on your first messages that's gonna be most effective. Then we're gonna go into more of your interest, so how people become interested in you and what you have to say, and then your invite, that's your offer. So we're gonna go through the first two in this call, we're gonna go in the next two in the next call. So this is more about your intention and more about what to say in that first message. So we're gonna go through all the how-tos here and then we're gonna help you apply it to your specific situations as well. So these are the slides from the online module. So I'll run through these quickly. 
this is really, really important. We, talk, we talked a little bit about this in the last call, but who do you need to become? So before you are, before you're sending something out, what we want to do is be mindful of who is it that I need to become? What energy do I need to operate from? in order for me to create the impact that I'm here to create. So who do you need to become to be a master communicator, to be a master connector, to be a master influencer, to be able to have so much compassion, so much love, so much kindness that people feel that through your text message? What sort of energy do you need to send? So like yesterday, I was inviting, I was uh, welcoming people into the serving circle, welcoming new people. And I asked myself this question. I'm like, let's just send everyone, everyone that I approve to go into the serving circle, let's just send a quiet blessing just for a, a minute or so. Even if it's just like 10 seconds, just send a nice little blessing, just energetically welcoming, welcoming them to the, to the group and just hoping they, hoping they get what they need. Question is, from your heart, what is it that you want to feel? What is it that you want to resonate with when you're sending someone a message? Here's also the question. If, if you don't get a kind response back, if it doesn't pan out the way your mind thinks it should, how will you respond? This goes into the question of how is this helping me evolve into the version of me I know I'm called to become? We're going to face these challenges. That's what business is so perfect for. Faces all of your fears. I can guarantee what you're unconsciously fearing most will probably happen. But as you, if you're willing to go through that journey, you're also going to welcome just high-level opportunities and grace and love that your mind can't see. You're going to experience such a deeper level of, of value that goes beyond your mind. Once again, what are your thoughts and beliefs? What are your thoughts and beliefs about business, about yourself, about your audience, about the messages you're sending? Are you sending it thinking, this is a waste of time. This is going to be useless. They're probably going to hate me. I don't even like my Facebook profile picture. Like, where is your focus and what are, you, what are your thoughts? What are your beliefs about this? But what if your thoughts and beliefs are around, I'm connecting with this divine soul and it's my heart's duty, it's my heart's calling to be of service to this person. What if you're excited by that? Once again, what do you want to feel? What if you're excited by it? What if you're curious by it? What if you feel just this loving, passionate path that you're on and everyone you come in contact with is a part of it? Is your energy going to be different? Are your responses going to be different? Are the results you feel in your business going to be different? So some key questions there. Once again, there's no right or wrong way to do this. There is no right or wrong way. This is all a learning process. This is all progress. But what, you, what you'll um, experience is you have to start doing this and getting into the game 
to therefore start to learn, start to test and tweak. Once again, it's not about perfection, it's about practice and progress. All right. Shall we talk about authenticity? I'll go over this very quickly because it makes a lot of sense. It's just a great reminder. Who here can anticipate or has felt in the past when they're sending a message saying, what do I say and how do I say it? And what if I say something wrong? Once again, keeping in mind of that fear jar, where are your fears? or your judgments, your attachments, and where you're in resistance. But what if you sent a message? What if you got a message from me right now and you felt this vulnerability in the message and said, hey, I'm reaching out to you and right now my hand's a little bit shaking because I never send personal messages, but I thought, hey, this person seems awesome. So I'm sending you a message. I'm scared. I just want to say hi. How are you going? What would you feel? if you felt my vulnerability through the phone. Now, in my mind, I could be thinking, holy shit, I've messed everything up already. But if I'm just honest, if I'm just honest and I'm vulnerable and open, can you feel that? Is that going to open up something a little bit more than if I said the most perfect thing that was scripted and said, hey, this is what I do for business and I've, I saw this is what you do and then this is what we can do next. And it was the perfect scripted thing to say, the perfect thing. But at some, at some level you felt the energy of, you know, this is what the, this person just sends out these for a living and has never you know, never really looked at my profile or never really took the intention to make it personable. So when in doubt, be authentic. And by authentic, I'm like fearlessly authentic. Show all sides of you that are goofy, sarcastic, fun, passionate, whatever. It's all welcome. So also be authentic. Check out their profile. Mention, mention something about them. If you're, if you're scrolling through their Facebook feed on their, on their personal page and you see something you like, give it a like and comment. Send, mention it in your, in your personal message. Say, oh, I saw your video about this. So can you ask yourself more resourceful questions around how can my heart come through in this message? How can I be more authentic? How can I be more openly me despite the fear? Do you think that allow more people to get to know you? Not just, not just what you do, but who you really are. Vulnerably, authentically, your energy, your passion. And what if you allowed that to flow through in everyone you meet, let's say you meet minimum, let's say 30 people a week you meet, or 100 people a month you're sending a message to, and they're all feeling you, your heart, your goofiness, 
What would that do? What would that do for your the people who are wanting to support you, support your content, help you out, you know, be part of your programs, share your message? Do you think that would help create that raving fan culture as we discussed last time? Do you think you can do this in the way that Jewel did this for connecting with people and therefore allowing it to grow organically? Can you see the opportunity here? Can you see the difference that offers compared to what everyone else is doing in terms of let's just create content that's consistent, create content that's you know half decent and then expect people to reach out to me and wanting to buy my stuff and trying to throw a million dollars at me. Many people are doing that through their content because they're scared to do this. They're scared to be vulnerable, open, honest, authentic, and reach out to people in a way that's meaningful. And this is the advantage you have. Who can see that? Now, who's felt that with me? Who's got a message from me that's authentic, that's open, that's vulnerable, that's honest? And that's probably the reason why you're here. That's probably the reason why you jump on the collaborative calls and engage with the posts because you feel my heart it's the accent and it's the accent and it's the accent (laughs) i actually put on this accent it's the most inauthentic thing i can do well it's perfect (laughs) wouldn't that be funny if i just put on an aussie accent i actually live in los angeles (laughs) that would be even more perfect (laughs) (laughs) anyway so the two key factors i put this in the this is also again in the online module in the online course uh but we'll go into some we'll touch on some of the, the key components here but this is what you want to have in mind when you're reaching out to someone and gives you a rough idea on a guideline what to say, how to say, and the speed at which you move from the introduction to building interest and then inviting them to something. This will give you a really good indication on some guidelines here that you can, that you can use. All right. Obviously, factor one is context. Who's ever been on a date? Who's ever been on a second date? Who's ever been on a 10th date? Who's ever been married? (laughs) I'm sure as you go on dates with your partner, whether it's the, your anniversary, your 20th anniversary, whether it's your first year anniversary, whether it's the first date, doesn't that give some context? as to what you should say, how you should say it. We all know the analogy, you don't propose to someone on the first date, right? Exactly the same here. So the context is going to be is going to be key in understanding. If I reach out to someone and they're on my personal page and I've I've talked to them 50 times before and I reach out and I say, hey mate, 
it's very acceptable, <laughs> right? If it's a cold outreach and they don't know me yet, and I say, "Hey, mate," they're probably not, they're not going to respond. Odds are. But what if I've never talked to them before? But the reason why I'm talking to them is because Anna sent me sent them to me and said, "Oh my God, you got to meet Tyson. He's this crazy American putting on an Aussie accent." And you connect me because you connected me. What happens? I'm more. There's more rapport there just built through context. So I can instantly get them on the phone and say, and let's have a conversation of how we can help each other. But if it's a cold outreach, they may be more risk in getting on a phone call. So always ask yourself, what's the context, right? Did someone connect you? Is it a warm lead who already likes, knows and trusts you? Have you messaged them before? Is it cold outreach? Do you have some authority and credibility? So if they've joined your group, for example, you may have never talked to them before, but if they've joined your group and they see you as the group leader, you have a little bit of more credibility and authority there to start sending them some things, right? So if someone joins the serving circle and I give them a link to the Zoom calls or the welcome pack that we've created or you know, the, the spirit in business course, they're more like, it's more acceptable. It's more, it's more likely to be received because there's some authority there. But if I reach out to you, you've never talked to me before. And I say, Hey, here's a link to some of my stuff. And you'd be like, why are you sending me stuff? Why are you sending me stuff? Have we all felt this before. This is important to remember. This is what's going to make it most effective. So this will determine the level of barriers that exist between you and the other person. When you reach out to someone, they're at some level got some barriers up. As when someone reaches out to you, you've got some barriers up. Now that's going to differ. We don't know the amount of the level of barriers people have up, but we can predict, we can anticipate given, given this knowledge. Right, if someone's walls are going to be up, they're going to be defensive. And as soon as you send something to them, they're going to be like, why the hell are you sending me this? Right? But if you say, hey, I'm the leader, I'm, I'm, I'm the uh, owner of this group that you just jumped into, to get started, here's some things you can visit. They're going to be like, okay, cool. Make sense? Cool. So that's the context. Factor number two is what I call risk versus reward. So everyone has this unconscious question. This is so important. Everyone has this unconscious question they ask themselves when you reach out to them. Is it worth it? What's in it for me? Is this worth it? They unconsciously evaluate. What's the risk versus reward in continuing this conversation? There's always risk involved in starting in continuing a conversation. So they're asking themselves, what's the risk versus reward? If the risk is too high, I'm, they're going to drop the conversation. But if the reward's there and the risk is lower than the reward, then that is a, um, then that, that they'll continue the conversation. Like the question, the power question. The power question um, around 
who can I send you away that would be an ideal client or a key source of collaboration? Helena said, uh, last call said, isn't that risky for the other person? In a way it is. But also, isn't the reward higher? You could have high risk, but if the reward is even higher, they're still going to continue the conversation. Right? Once again, the risk may be very low, but if the reward's even lower, they're not going to continue. So this is something to have in mind because it's what we all ask ourselves. I can send you a message right now and what's going to go in your mind is saying, why is Tyson messaging me? Is it worth my time? Is it worth my time, my energy, my effort? Do I have something else that I need to do instead? And this is what we're all asking ourselves. So if you're going to have more effective conversations that lead to heartfelt communication, connection, that lead to uh, collaborations, business opportunities, clients, do we think we need to have this in mind? Do we think we might need to master this? So that's your task. To make your interaction with people be very low risk, high reward. But always ask yourself, what can make this more, what can make this more high reward? What can make it a little low risk for someone? Right? If you're in a group, so for example, if someone tags you in a post, and because they're looking for someone. If you reach out to the person who created that post, wouldn't it be mindful to have it in there? Hey, this person tagged me in your post, so that's why I'm reaching out. That makes sense? Because it gives you some, it's lower risk. It's not just a cold outreach of me trying to sell you something. It's not just a low risk. It's not just a, a cold outreach of me trying to push you into my group and do something that you don't want to do and pressure you into something. It's me saying, hey, I was tagged in this, in this post because of this person that, we have, that we're mutual friends with, so I thought I'd reach out and say hi. The, 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 the risk goes down. The barriers go down. And then if you say, hey, this person tagged me here, I thought we'd connect because we're, we're, we are both in this uh, industry and maybe we can compare notes of market research. There's some value there. Low risk, high, high reward. Do you think that person's going to continue the conversation? If you're creative, resourceful, playful, loving, passionate, do you think that may lead to something? While I'm on the topic, let me ask you this. If you reach out to anyone, let's say you reach out to three people. If you're creative enough, do you think there may be some business opportunities there? It doesn't matter about their background, their experience, their network, whatever it may be. If you're playful and curious and passionate enough, if you're creative enough, there will be some ways you can help each other. They may know someone that knows someone. They may have experience here. They may have access to certain things. They may have uh, some keys and tips and tools and strategies that you might not have. The question is, are you willing to see the opportunity? If you see everyone as just divine beings who have an opportunity where you can both expand and grow, that's going to lead you somewhere. All right.
So reminders. So is this the risk? Is this person going to sell me something? Are they going to make it uncomfortable? Can I trust them? A big one is time. Is this person worth my time? Is this conversation worth my time, energy, effort? Because I can spend it doing something else. The brain's always trying to save calories. The brain's always trying to save energy. That's why we ask ourselves this question, is it worth it? Right? We're always asking ourselves, is this worth it? Because our brain has, it, it burns, what, 70% of our calories or something. I might have made that up. But I think, it's, I think that's the case because the brain's always is so active and it's looking to conserve energy. So it doesn't want to spend time, energy, effort doing some things that it's not important. So when someone sends you a PDF that you don't know, that you don't know them, they say, and they say, hey Maria, how you doing? Um, I just randomly saw you here. I don't know you yet, but here's my PDF. What, what does your brain do? Your brain's like, is this worth it? And it's probably not worth it. Now here's the thing, it's low risk. It's low risk when it comes to survival needs. But in terms of your time, energy, effort, it takes, it takes quite a lot of effort to click on the link, open it up in some sort of browser on your phone, probably takes up some of your data, and then takes time to read it and say, why the hell am I reading this thing? But if I say, hey Maria, welcome to the Serving Circle, this PDF is going to give you the links to this, this, and this, so you can get started right away and connect with these sort of people. might be a different response because you can see the value there the risk versus reward ratio is different i think i've made my point <laughs> reward so they're asking themselves why should i continue this conversation what's in it for me where can this lead to so this is what they're asking themselves in the conversation what's the point what is the point here especially if it's cold outreach. What's the point? Now, if you had a cold outreach of someone saying, hey, uh, I just saw you in this group and we're in, the, we're in a group together and I've always been nervous about sending messages to people, but I thought, hey, I've got to get myself out there because I've got a mission and a purpose that I think resonates with you as well. And... You know what? I've got this. I've got this idea that I want to uh, run by you, and I see you got experience here and here and here. I think you can really help me. But I've also connected with a friend that I think can help you as well. Now, there's a few things there. There's a few reasons why you might want to respond, because they've laid out some benefits of where it may lead. It, it, uh, it answers the question in your mind of what's the point? So when, you, when you're saying, when you're asking the question from their perspective, from the other person's perspective, what do they want? Right? What would be value for them in an interaction that's also low risk? Or even if it's high risk, but the reward's even greater. But asking yourself that question before you send a message. So given the context here, 
how is it that I can, what is it that I can phrase in a way that's low risk, that's high reward, that also shows my personality, that also allows me to be open, vulnerable, honest. Even if you send a message saying, hey, I don't send uh, many outreach messages, but I'm overcoming my fear and I've got no clue what to say right now. What if you just said that? Even as an exercise to get over your fear. Someone's probably just going to go, bravo, congrats, and overcoming your fear. So this is what I asked myself when I was starting to engage with other business owners here in Melbourne, like my friend Johan that I explained on the last call. I'm like, from his perspective, he's looking for clients. He's looking for opportunities. So why don't I just go ahead and ask him that? All right, moving on. The introduction. How are we going for time? All right, introduction. These are what you say in your first messages. Who from what we've heard so far has some good ideas or at least a some more insight in terms of what they can say in a first message? Cool. Now I want to go through this because I want to get to some q and I know there's going to be some good good things coming up for the Q&As. So I'll go through this a little bit. So your introduction is really what you say first. So where can you do this? We sort of covered this last time, but social media contacts, groups, and your posts. Here's, here's a good thing to build some momentum really quickly. To build some momentum, reach out to the people who have engaged with your stuff. Those who engage on your posts, on your content, on your personal page, for example, on Facebook, those who like and those who comment, reach out and thank them. Reach out and thank them. Why are you doing that? Because you're a thankful person. <laughs> but also, it can lead to some conversations around uh it can lead to conversations around what you do, what they do. It can get it can get some momentum moving. But also, if you thank them for supporting your stuff, do you think they're going to continue to support your stuff? Of course. Do you think you're going to continue to support their stuff? Of course. Do you think you're starting to build more of a raving fan culture? Of course. Now, why is that such a powerful thing? Because all you're doing is thanking them. Is that low risk or high risk? You're just thanking them. All right, that's just a side, little side note. But can you start to be resourceful, creative about how, where you can find people, about what messages you can send, and what, what it'll do for your business? All right. So just some just some other questions. Who is someone you haven't heard from in a while that you'd love to reconnect with? Who's engaged with your content like I just explained? Who's your heart guiding you towards? If you go to your social social media on Facebook and you start scrolling through your friends, who's someone that just calls to your heart and you don't know why? But just energetically your heart's guiding you there. 
It may let spirits start to interact with you here as well. Once again, who may benefit from your offer, from your programs, or could offer collaboration opportunities? Start to think in a more in a more business mindset. Say, okay, who can who can you really help? Who may be able to benefit? And and find them and just create that message. The message is very low risk, high value. Be curious, passionate, goofy, fun. Whatever your authentic self is. When it comes down to it, very, very simply, if you want more, if you want more sales, present more offers. Now that isn't necessarily the case uh, for large organizations. You know, it can be more strategic with doing certain things. When it comes to building a business online, especially those who are solopreneurs who are, you know may have a small team, I can guarantee you, it's just it's. Instead of trying to fine tune everything, is it simply ask for more? Ask for more sales. It's simply present more offers. Not only because of the numbers game, but also because of the feedback you're going to get. The more offers you create, the more feedback you're going to get. So you can test and tweak the things that really matter most. Simple as that. All right, applying these factors. So this is sort of just putting them together. But the extent to where they start on the risk-reward scale is judged by the context, right? And the level of barriers that are up. So depending on the context and depending on the risk-reward that's going on in their head depends on how many barri- how much barriers they have up generally. So examples, cult introductions, warm introductions, referrals, they're gonna have a different context, different risk-reward, Therefore, a different message that goes their way. So the context, the barrier, the barrier level, the risk-reward scale will determine what you say and how quickly you progress from your introduction to building interest and then the invite to whatever you invite them to, towards. Right? The invite can be to your group. The invite can be check out this podcast. The invite can be hey, uh, let's jump on a, a sales call, invite you to the webinar or video series. That's your invite. How quickly you progress depends on all this stuff. Does that make sense? Who's caught their mind so far that's been like, how do I do this in the right way? Anyone? My mind's even doing it as I'm, as I'm teaching it. So key questions that you want to really want to ask yourself to sort of summarize all this, put them into some key questions. So why are you reaching out? Why are you reaching out? Why are you reaching out to this person? Why is it meaningful? What's the context? Understand what is the context? What is this framed in? And what's an introduction? That's low risk, high reward, high value for them. How can you be personable? Now think about this. If you receive a message, if you receive a message that's comfortable in its context, 
it's low risk, it's high value, high reward, and it's personable. Where you can feel their, you can feel their character. What's your heart likely to do? Do you want to respond? Do you want to learn more about them? Are you interested? Are you willing to commit some time into the conversation and see where it goes? And let's say they follow through and they actually help you with something. They connect you with someone in particular. Or they send you something that's helpful that helps you get a quick win or building some momentum. And then you get on the phone with them and you can feel their heart through the phone. And they want to serve and they want to, and they want to be of service. They want to help you. And they've, off, and you, they've laid out such high value for where it may lead. And you deeply trust them. Think about what that feels like. And if you're able to create that for people ongoing, in an ongoing basis, where you're reaching out to new people, where you're reaching out to existing people in your audience, you're reaching out to past clients, current clients, and you're building these relationships, how quickly do you think your business will start to gain traction. How much momentum can you build? What will it mean, let alone with the feedback you get? And as you take action, the creative ideas that will come. These are the key questions. Just some rough examples. We'll go into more examples if you guys want uh, in a bit of the Q&A. But there's the power question. So, hey, Jill, I saw you're a part of this thing. And what is it you do specifically? Because I'd love to know who I can send you away that would be an ideal client or a key source of collaboration. What about if someone connects you? And say, hey, Kim. Well, given this group, it's like, hey, Kim, it's awesome that Kim was able to connect us. <laughs> You know, would you like to organize a call? See how we can help each other. Is that appropriate? It's very quick into a conversation. You just met this person, but it's very quick into a conversation and a call. But given the context, and if you wanted to have it as high value, higher value or higher perceived value, you can even have, hey, Kim, it's awesome that Kim was able to connect us. Uh, she believes that you know, if we're in the same industry, we can help each other in this particular way. Do you want to get on a call? Or even with your posts, sending people messages. If you're, if you're not sure what to do, go through people who have engaged with your messages through posts, through likes, through comments to say, hey, thanks so much for, su for supporting my post. I hope it helps. How have you been? Even if it leads to nothing to do with your business, doesn't it feel good to send some love around? To genuinely check in with people, send them some support? There are some examples. But this is what we have so far. Just to sort of summarize it as a visual, you've got your goals. So you got your goals to do with your outreach. How many people do you need to outreach? How many leads do you think you need? 
to achieve a particular revenue number. Which leads into more of the personal internal things before we act on anything we say, who does it I need to be? Another question, another way of saying that is who's the version of me inside who's already achieved it? And how resourceful am I willing to be? There is nothing you can't achieve with the, with the right level of resourcefulness. It's just a question of how patient, curious, passionate, loving, playful, determined you're willing to be. Once you get the understanding of who you need to become, how resourceful, that leads into more of the strategy of, okay, what do I say here? What's low risk? What's high reward? What's the context? Which will lead into the execution of it, actually doing it, actually doing the, doing the outreach, and then listening to the feedback. Grabbing the feedback, listening to it, and then that builds the momentum. That builds a lot of momentum towards your offer. So next time when you when you launch something, whether it's a webinar series or a you know or a ebook or a something or a lead generator, or you're doing a particular launch of some sort, you now have a warm audience of people who like, know, and trust you, and you have a raving fan culture who's willing to not only uh, jump in and invest, but also who's willing to spread the word. Makes sense. We'll see how it ties in together. Took me four hours to create that slide. No, I didn't. I'm joking. <laughs> so here's your exercise right now. Shoot someone a message. While we're on the call right here for the next three minutes, I'm going to give everyone just a chance to build some momentum and to send a message to someone. So whether it's someone you haven't connected with in a while or whether you just scroll through or whether you you send a message to someone who's liked your stuff, if you want to send me a message, who knows? I'm going to give you three minutes to send a message to someone just to get the momentum going, just to show yourself you can do it and to get your mind out of the way, get the fears out of the way. So while everyone's doing that, let me stop. I've got a couple more slides, I think. But I'll stop the share. Does anyone have any particular questions? I wasn't able to go through the chat. I can't see the chat when I'm in the uh, particular... Kim. Kim Kimball. It's even in your last name. How funny is that? That should count as two Kims, I think. No. Oh. Kim-tastic. <laughs> yes. Okay, so my question is, I love your power question. Um, and I'm just trying to rack my brain as far as like what would be a power question that would work for my business because I don't work with business owners and my people are not concerned about connections. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, I help women with their in the area of their relationships. So partners, family, friends, coworkers, and you know, specifically I help with healing codependency and people pleasing relationship patterns. So the difficulty with that is it's not necessarily something that you want to be like, you're a people pleaser or you're codependent, you know, like, how can I help you? It's, and it's a very sensitive mm -hmm. topic matter. It's not something that you want to, um, like call someone out on per se, you mm -hmm. know? So 
I'm just curious between you and Hive Mind here, if anybody has any ideas of a, a powerful opening question. Cool. Does anything come to mind for you first? If we're to if you to say, okay, if we're to apply this and ask ourselves, what would be a resourceful question? Something that I can reach out to them that's high reward, low risk, where it takes in mind their perspective. What's something that comes to mind for you that would be that could be creative, that could be fun, playful, whatever it may be? I mean, the thing that comes to mind for me is like, are there any relationship sticky places that you have in your life right now that that I could help you with? Mm -hmm. But to me, that feels very high risk. Mm -hmm. I'm asking them to get very personal, very fast. You know, so so that's up to you to sort of feel into the context. Do you know this person? Right? Do you know them? Is it your husband? Is it someone? Is it you know someone who you who's sort of been following you for a while? And you can you can so that that's given the context. But one of the things, uh, one of the ways in which you can do is build up to that question. Right? Many people. I've had a lot of clients say, but I don't know what to say. And I, and I say, reach out to someone and say, hi, how are you? <laughs> right? It's, it's an appropriate way to start a conversation. It's when we're in our mind that says, I don't know what to say and I need to say the perfect thing. That's really where we get stuck. If you say, hi, how are you? And then all of a sudden the conversation starts. Like, okay, that wasn't so hard. So Kim, can you see that if you were to reach out to someone, let's say you're in groups, let's say you're in a group and it's all about to do with relationships. If you were to reach out to someone before you, uh, before you have in mind, is this person a client? Is this person someone that I can help? Is this, how do I get them on a sales call? Can you see how you can start a conversation, build up some rapport, build up some momentum, build up some interest first in order to therefore start asking them more business questions around their challenges, around their their goals, and if you can help them? Yeah, absolutely. I think I have tried that a lot of those open-ended questions of just, you know, hi, how are you, et cetera, et cetera. And it often falls flat for me of people people just not responding. And I think after listening to your message and everything, I felt like maybe that was too high risk as well, right? Um, of w- the questions like you were talking about of, are, is this person going to sell me something? Are, you know, where's this conversation going to go? Is it too open-ended even to start with that? So I was really looking for that power question mm-hmm that would be that high risk, low reward factor to even open with rather than such an open generic, how are you? Because it, I think that does put up people's defenses yep. of, I don't know you, I don't know what you want from me, you know? Great. My, um, when it comes to, when it comes to this, if you say, hi, how are you? Generally that's to get something out there for you to overcome the fear of you sending a message. Um, so it's something to it's something to get the ball rolling, but I like how you're listening to the feedback. It says, "Hey, a lot of these conversations falling flat." Okay, why could that be? 
could it be that there's there's too much risk here could it be that given the context they don't like no one trusts me yet right so even when you have the um even when you have the the start of a conversation think of it from their perspective and how can you support them can you support some of their posts comment on their posts support them in some way right even just sending sending them some love and support and and build up the context now who are the people you're generally reaching out to are they are they on your personal page that you've met through you know through groups or forums who are the, who are the people that you're generally reaching out to I'm most active on Instagram so my Instagram followers okay great so people are following you yeah and is it to do with a particular theme around relationships the people that are following me or yeah how do they how do they find you and follow you and do you follow them back is there any context there I do I, fo- I typically follow them back um, I follow most people that follow me back. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea how a lot of people find me, to be honest. Okay. That may be a question. Um, but when you reach out to them and you're shooting them a message, if they don't, if they don't know you yet, you can check. Have they, are they supporting my posts? Are they, are they actively liking my stuff? If not, then it may, it may be a different, uh, a different text message, a different response. But really starting to build really asking the question of how can I go deep before I go wide? A lot of people are trying to go wide and say, how do I get all these people in my stuff? And then they're trying to invite more and more and more people. What excites me these days that we have the opportunity to do is to say, instead of getting my message out to 150 or 1,000 people, ask yourself the question of what if I got 10 people to jump on a Zoom call? And I added so much value to them and I gave them a no-brainer offer. There was very low risk, very high reward in an offer and I just served them immensely. And then, I was a, and then you're able to, moving forward, because of the value there, it grows organically. Now that takes a lot of internal resourcefulness in terms of what's a no-brainer offer that I can offer these people that would just add so much value to them they couldn't that they couldn't help but stay and share it to me these are high quality questions that you can really think about that may offer more results than trying to get out to more people and offer it to more people they could be a bit of both of course they could be a bit of both but more people are trying to go wide my question is, how can you go deep? Ideally, you want to do a bit of both, right? But most people are missing the deep pit. They're missing the deep bit of saying, how can I just get a small group and, and allow it to grow because of my creativity and flow and the, the amount of resources I'm able to add here and the amount of value I'm able to add? And then you have 10 raving fans. 10 raving fans can add so much to your business than a thousand people who kind of know you. That may be more of what we can do. And so, Kim, you can start to nurture these relationships, add value to them, 
in a way and consistently ask yourself this question. Consistently ask yourself, what is low risk? What can be high reward here? How can I add more personality here? How can I be more open and honest and vulnerable and more of myself? How can I get to know more of them? Right? If you were to reach out and ask them questions about their personal page, about their Instagram page, ask questions about their posts, do you think they're going to respond? What if you said, what if they, they had this video that, around relationships or around health? Let's say health. Let's say they have this video around health and you've found it curious you, you, and you were curious about it. If you reach out to them and say, hey, I saw your video on health and I saw how you were saying this, this and this. Um, I've never tried this thing before. How, do, how would I get started? And it's genuine. Or you say, hey, I saw this post. Hey, your posts are really vibrant and clear. Do you use a VA or do you do this or what tools do you use? Like, we know how to, we know how to build friends. <laughs> your heart knows how to connect. This is one thing I put in the online course as well. All things aside, your heart knows how to connect with people. It's mostly a matter of getting the mind out of the way. When we get the mind out of the way, your heart knows how to connect with people. Who, who knows that to in, intrinsically be true? That your heart knows how to connect. Because your heart comes from a place of unconditional love and unity consciousness. Your heart knows how to do this. So Kim, are some resourceful answers coming through? Are some ideas coming through? Do you think there's some barriers that have been broken here around I need to say the right thing um yeah again I think I just still have some questions around I do feel like I have been doing those things and focusing on going deep and not wide and trying to ask just very open-ended questions and it's you know the frustrating thing is it still feels like there's some sort of high risk there that they're not wanting to step through that with me so mm -hmm. Maybe it's just a question of continuing to do that with some folks and the people that that do engage, great. And if not, you know, no worries and cultivate the people that do, you know, so. Here's what I can also offer and something we can all be mindful of is always be mindful, always be aware of your attachment to the outcome as well. It's really important to say, it's really important to, to, to know when we reach out, we want to be resourceful. We want to be creative. We want to be authentic. We also don't want to be attached to the outcome saying, oh my God, why aren't they doing this? And, and, and the frustrations there of like, I just need to come up with this answer because if I don't, then I'm going to what? I'm going to feel what? Many people notice this. That might this? be the work. Sorry, say again, Kim. I said that might be the work, you know, the soul work within itself. It is. It is, desperately is. When you, whenever you send someone a message, ask yourself the question, what if they just hated it? What if they just, no, what if no one responded to me? And does fear come up there? And therefore, will I be trying to find the answer to avoid this fear? Key question. Thank you, Tyson. No problem. We'll tap back into this in a second, but I'm mindful of time. We have some hands raised. Uh, I want to go back to my slides because we have a bit of a, 
some some homework and then we'll go we'll open up for more Q&A share my screen all right so your personal message challenge is to reach out to seven people a minimum per day until we get to the uh, until we get to our next call. So Does when's each our next other call? count? Sorry, say again. Does each other count? <laughs> no, it doesn't count. Sorry. Ah, I get you. <laughs> You're welcome to use me as a test case if you want to send something on and I'm happy to get feedback. Okay, test case. Sure, test why case not? Trish. So I'm not out. one of the seven though. I'm not one of the seven. I don't know. <laughs> so reach out to seven people per day. So per day, you're going to send seven messages. And it's seven because that can be done in five minutes. Very simple. The question is how much is your mind playing on this? But if you send seven messages for the next five, six days, seven days, or at least until the next call, which I think is in five days, three, five people who you have reached out to and thought about these responses, thought about these questions, willing to learn to get some feedback, whether it's people that have been on your posts have engaged with the person you're sending thank you messages whether there's people in your audience who you uh who you know you need to engage with and you need to start asking them questions about their goals or their fears whether it is about um you know collaboration opportunities whether you scroll an easy way you just go through your go to your personal contacts on facebook scroll through start scrolling through and see who calls to you and as people call to you, send them a message. Say hi. It can literally take five minutes. But seven people minimum. If you want to do 10, 15, 20, if you want to do 20 a day, it's going to be a lot of momentum. So check in with your own energy. See where the fear jar comes up for you. Are there fears? Are there judgments? Are, there, are you attached to the outcomes? Is there resistance there? This may be what to meditate on. And then you're going to send each day, once you send your send, and once you send your, your seven, you're going to send your buddy a thumbs up, your accountability buddy. Send them a thumbs up, and that doesn't count as one of your personal messages. But it's once you send the seven, you're going to send a thumbs up to your, to your buddy that says, hey, I've done my seven for today. And once again, the idea here is for you to be a good buddy. You evolve into the version of you who's an awesome accountability buddy. So how can you go above and beyond as, a, as an accountability buddy? In the next call, we're going to talk more and more about how to build interest, how to start inviting people to your offer. This is where, where you really start to see the fruits of the labor of your outreach and your and your introductions. So this will help you as well, Kim, with how to keep the conversations going. This is a lot about 
just the introductions of what to say in your first message. In the next call, we're going to go on how to build some momentum with keeping the conversation going, with building interest. And not only building interest, but also how to invite them to your offers. So once again, the personal message challenge, seven per day. Seven per, per day for the, until our next call. And see what happens. Come from a place of love, passion, curiosity, playfulness. What else? Yeah, this is what we're going to do next time. Also, for next time, we talked about the 80-20 tw- the, the rule. I'll cover the, some of the fundamentals. That's like 5% at least to 95% of the results. This is when we start to get into things that go beyond just the messages, beyond just the outreach, but start to the business fundamentals, the business foundations that really the 5% at least to 95% of the outcomes and the results. So that's what we're going to focus on in, in call three. So you can see a lot of momentum there as well. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're a heart-centered business owner, you know that selling, marketing, and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And this is why I created the community on Facebook called The Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, how may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like-minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships So together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.